So I'm in Matthew 13, 1. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake, and a large crowd gathered. I'm in the NLT version. Around him, verse 2, and he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore, and he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times, or like we've, uh, the King James says, 100-fold as much as he planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Do you think everybody there in the crowd had ears on the side of their head that day? Yeah. So there's more to hearing than just hearing, right? There's intelligent, intensive hearing. It's something we talk about uh, frequently in this church, and it is one of, the, one of the great keys and pearls of wisdom in the kingdom of God that will unlock the power of God, will unlock the mysteries of God, will unlock the answers to, the, to life's riddles that we all face. Where do I go from here? What is God saying to me? What am I supposed to do with this situation? And the key that the Lord has given us here is intensive hearing connects us to the kingdom, to the power of God, to the will of God. All right. All right. His disciples, verse 10, came and asked him, why do you, uh, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? Verse 11, he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Do you know why? Because they're not committed to intensive, intentional hearing. They just hear it. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I've been done hearing that. I've done been hearing that already up in here. Right? It never penetrates. It never gets below here. See, real hearing is of the heart. Real hearing, real seeing is of the heart. Real understanding is in the heart. Oh, yeah, I get that. I understand that. Hmm. You know, you could read a book and understand the subject matter. Uh, let's say, for instance, uh, jujitsu. I could read a book about jujitsu or martial arts or something, right? And I understand if I was to watch a jujitsu match on the mat out there, right? I'd say, oh yeah, that's a what's your majigger? That's a hammerlock or a head rub or whatever, right? <laughs> I understand. I've seen that move before because I read it in a book. There's a difference between reading it in a book and getting in a tussle on the street corner or in front of Walmart, isn't there? Huh? Then you, then you know how much you really understand, right? Because real understanding is of the heart, and it comes through repetition. Say amen. amen. It comes through repetition. When we, when we really understand kingdom principles, it's, it's through repetition, perhaps through a lifetime of repetition of kingdom principles, so that we understand the warfare and how to move in that warfare. You are in a life and death struggle. You are in a life and death struggle for your soul and the souls of your loved ones. You are in a life and death struggle for the souls of, of the people in your circle of influence right now. That's a fact. That's a fact. And there's people that are, you know, God is counting on us. Think about it. In your circle of influence, you are what God has to work with. If there was somebody else that could stand in your position and do a better job at being you, they would be you. 
But God chose you to stand where you are and reach the people in your circle of influence. Praise the Lord. Can you say amen? So your, 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 your life and ministry is, is monumental. It's, it's far more important than we understand the, the gravity in, in our daily uh, uh, walk most of the time. We kind of go through life, you know, pretty carnal, you know, pretty self-centered and everything like that. I'm, I'm not saying you. I said we, right? But it, 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 from heaven's perspective... We are encountering lost souls. We're encountering people that are on the, on the precipice of eternity every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. What did he just say? Those who listen to my teaching, teaching more understanding will be given. It's not just something that you heard. But it is present tense continuous hearing that makes the difference in the heart of the believer. We can never get to a place in our, in our walk where we said, yeah, I, I, I know that. I got, the, I, I got that mastered. You know, uh, I don't know much about it, but I've heard tell anyway that a concert pianist, you know, they practice the scales over and over and over and over and over and over again. A black belt in, in martial arts. They practice the basics, not, not the, yeah, they know some complex stuff, but they practice the basics over and 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 over. That's how they got to be a black belt, because they mastered the basics. We think, oh God, I need something really advanced. Probably not. We probably need to focus on things like faith, hearing, the love walk, forgiveness, watching the way we talk, watching the way we listen. <laughs> glory I said we I didn't just say ye right <laughs> that is why I use parables verse 13 for they look but they don't see they hear but they don't really understand they don't really listen or understand I guess he wants us to uh, use some spiritual energy to gain the understanding you know, you've heard us say before, you know, the Word of God is free, but it ain't cheap. The revelation that you get from God is free, but it's not cheap. Church is free. You can come sit in church. It's free, but it's not cheap. It costs somebody their life for you to sit here. It costs somebody their life for you to have that Bible in your smartphone. And I got umpteen of them. I don't even know how many I have in there. It's, it's a, a limit, it seems a limitless number of translations. Somebody died so I could have that translation. There's people like Tyndale, died for the scriptures. I mean, in the dark ages, there, there was a life and death struggle just to maintain the integrity of the scriptures. And people were burned at the stake over the Bible, over just keeping the Bible a pure document. <clears throat> Verse 14. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. Why? Who is he talking to? He's talking to somebody that has not made the, the choice to hear intensively and obediently. Are you, are you hearing this? There is a choice that we make to hear the word of God intentionally and obediently. So that, listen, it's, it's not just the hearers of the word that are blessed. Is that right? But the Doers of the word are blessed. Isn't that what James wrote to the church? Isn't that what Jesus said to his disciples? It's not just the hearers. 
<laughs> but it's the doers of the, of the Word of God. All right. When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the heart, see, it's a heart matter. He says the hearts of this people are hardened and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes. The, uh, the Amplified Bible says they have tightly closed their eyes. I remember one time Cindy and I were doing a, 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 a Friday night Bible study in the lobby of the church decades ago, huh? And there was somebody uh, who wasn't used to our way of teaching <laughs> in the group that night. And we were teaching along these same lines, just, just teaching the Bible. I mean, just right out of the Bible, right? And this person had been in church longer than I'd been alive on earth, more than likely, right? And everything I was saying, can I just say this woman? I mean, I'm not saying that she's bad because she was a woman. But she was just doing this. <laughs> She was just a squinting at me. Not because I'm something, but the, she'd never heard it like that. It was the, the, the light was too bright for her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm disoriented. I'm used to the, the dark religion. I'm used to, 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 to the drudgery of a guilt-based religion. You do this, and then God will do that for you. We're going to watch you, though. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Quid pro quo, she said. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like Latin. And when she heard the, the word of grace, it, it was so bright that it hurt her eyes. It hurt the eyes of her understanding. Amen, amen. Because it's just too simple that God loves you and he wants you to have everything. But let me ask you, are, 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 is your heart good ground for that kind of seed? I mean, you have to, you know, there's a, there's a place in there where, um, I believe it was the Apostle Paul, in one of his encounters on one of his missionary journeys, was rejected by the religious people in one of the towns that he went to, and they chased him out of town, threw rocks at him and stuff, you know. And the Bible says he shook his garment at the edge of town. Right? And then it says, because you judged yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Think about that. You know, Jesus said uh, at least one time, he said, out of your own mouth will come your judgment. You know, people that say, well, I'm just not good enough for everything that God has get, wants me to have. Well, welcome to planet Earth. Lee's my name. I'm not good enough either, but I'm just going to get me some. Hey, that's what it's about. That's the word of grace message. None of us was good enough. We got to shed this religious uh, uh, shell that says you got to measure up for God to do. Oh, come on, buddy. None of us ever, ever, ever had a, even a fighting chance, a snowball's chance in hell of measuring up for the grace of God. Forget it. Just forget the whole thing. And throw yourself on the mercy of God and say, you know, it's in the Bible that God wants me to do well and prosper. It's in the Bible that God wants me to be well. Hmm. It's in the Bible. Listen, prosperity means everything's working. It means everything's working. The Hebrew word is shalom. What's that mean? Nothing missing, nothing broken. How are you doing today? If you're in Jerusalem, I hear tell, never been, I'd like to go. 
that everybody greets one another there with shalom. Shalom. And what are they saying? Is it well with you? Is it well? Is everything cool? Do you have peace? Or are your needs met? You sense the goodness of God in your daily life. Are you, are you walking with Him? Is it cool with God, between you and God? Is it, you got peace. Is it good? And how do you answer? Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything's working. Man, I wish I could get there. There's only one way you get there. By faith. You've got to hear the right message. Believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth. And things will start changing. Who's seen a change in their health since we prayed for sick folks the last couple weeks here? Amen, 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 amen. You know, I mean, I just got mad at this, this bug that was chasing a bunch of my people around. I said, that's it. We're chasing you out of the house of God in Jesus' name. You don't belong here. It's not right for half the church to have the flu. That's just not, that's just not okay. That's right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'm just going to make a statement right now in the name of Jesus. We will never, I said, never, I said, never lose a member to cancer. In the name of Jesus, I said. Now, I said, I said something like that. Probably 30 years ago, I was, you know, I had these, I had these run-ins in the parking lot of the church. I don't know why, but I had this kind of thing happen pretty often where I was talking to one of my buddies in, in the parking lot after church, and we're just kind of comparing, you know, what, what we think. You know, we heard what the pastor thinks. Now let's see, let's see what I think, and let me hear what you think, and all of this here, right? And a lot of times it's a bunch of nonsense. But people come out, where they tell you what they really think. Well, I just... I. So this guy was trying to make a case that anybody could get cancer anytime, anywhere. You got to be careful when you're watching TV and, and something bad happens and they interview somebody, somebody gets hurt or killed or sick or whatever, a car wreck or something, and somebody on TV says, this could happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. You need to speak up and say, not me, not me in the name of Jesus, not me, uh-uh. My heart is not good soil for that kind of seed. I'm not receiving that kind of seed into my life in the name of Jesus. I remember something that Michelle said one time. She said uh, uh, something bad was trying to come on her, some kind of hassle. And welcome to earth. I mean, stuff happens. We, we deal with junk here. The faith message doesn't mean you're never going to have any problems. I don't know anybody stupid enough to believe that. I don't know any preachers stupid enough to preach that. But I've heard other preachers say that's what you preachers preach, is that if you just make some faith confessions and put $5 in the offering, you're never going to have any problems. That is reprobate dumb, is what that is. Hyper dumb. Baloney. Braunschweiger. And so Michelle just said, no, I didn't sow that seed. I didn't sow that seed. I'm not reaping that harvest. Uh-uh, I'm not taking that home. I'm not opening that package. You knock on my door, devil, I ain't answering. But if I do answer, I'm answering with the sword. How do you like that? Amen. You want that sword? No, he don't. He will run from you. I said he will run from you. Yeah. If you just take that sword and say, it is written. It is written. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And by his stripes I'm healed. So this guy in the parking lot says, yeah, well, you know, you never know. You might get cancer. You might die young. I'm like, dude, what, what, what do you believe? Is that what you believe? Sorry, am I getting upset? Am I trying to be sweet up here? I'm trying to be nice. But, you know, I'm not going to be nice to the devil. I'm not going to be nice to cancer. No. I'm not going to pet the devil and say, well, it's just, that's just the way it happens sometimes. No, 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 no. You ain't getting that at this church. We're going to fight. 
We're going to fight in Jesus' name. We're going to fight anything that don't come from heaven. The Bible, <laughs> smile, Pastor, this is good here. The Bible says that he is the father of lights with whom is no variableness. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That means he, and there's no chance that he could ever do you wrong. It's impossible. So I just told this old boy, I said, I'll, I'll never have cancer. Never. That was probably 1989-90 when I told that guy that. I didn't know near what I know now. I don't know much yet, but I knew one thing, sister. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Now, where, are the, where, where is the power of binding and loosing? Is it up there in God's, God is in complete control? You know, if I, if I gave you the keys to my car, you're, you are at least in temporary control of that car. Right? I mean, I may ask for my keys back someday, someday right, Gary? Right? I don't know if I'm going to get them back or not. Not after he takes that thing down to King Supers and sees how that handles on the road, you know. But, buddy, if you got the keys, you got control. Jesus said, John, uh, Matthew 16, 19, and I think also in 18, 19, he said it twice. You're going to read it next week, I think. Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever, whatsoever you bind on earth, whatever you, that means, when you think about binding, this is old English, right? Binding means like shackles, like handcuffs. It's like allow or disallow. Right? I told Cindy the other day, I said, I bind you. <laughs> she said, you ain't binding me, fool. I said, all right then. Okay then. <laughs> Notice Jesus said whatsoever. Not whosoever, right? <laughs> Not supposed to be controlling people. We're supposed to control ourselves. Not other people. Praise the Lord. But you can control spiritual forces. You can control your destiny. You should be able to control your body with your words. Well, I just can't stop eating that. Of course not. Then look at how you talk. Glory. All right, here we go. Let's get out of people's business here. Get back in the Bible here. Amen. <laughs> what things soever you decide. Okay. Praise the Lord. I'm having a really good time today. Are you guys enjoying the ride? Everybody doing good? Praise the Lord. I think this is how you're supposed to teach the Bible, but, you know, I, I may be a little bit biased. Okay. Praise the Lord. Verse 15. Did I finish all my stories? I started about three or four of them. Did I tie them all up pretty good? Did I tie up the loose ends here? I told that guy, I said, I'm never going to have cancer. Never. He's, he said, I wouldn't talk that way if I was you. I said, Why? <laughs> he said don't you know the devil will hear you <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quoting an old Kenneth Hagin tape now don't you know the devil will hear you I said yeah <laughs> I want him to hear me 
That's the dude I want to listen real good to every word I have to say. I'll never have cancer in Jesus' name. I said never, 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 never in Jesus' name. And we had a, pre a preacher tell us one time, uh, I'd never say never, never say never. I'm saying never. I'm saying never. Never in the name of Jesus. You know, we had a preacher tell us one time, you know, we're talking about marriage and everything, and uh, we, we just told him, we said, we're, we'll never commit adultery. You will never hear about Brian or Cindy ever committing adultery. or, or You'll never, never hear that. You'll nev that'll never come up. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Praise the Lord. It's never going to happen, I said, in Jesus' name. You'll never hear that. And we had a preacher tell us one time, well, I'd never say never. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. What was that blood covenant we swore an oath in Jesus' name to one another on July 31st, 1999? What was that? If I can't say never over that, then what can you say never over? Praise the Lord. All right, back in the Bible here, if we could. Verse 15. For the hearts of this people are hardened and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes and their eyes cannot see. Their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand. They cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So let me tell you, let me, let, let me ask you. If, if my eyes can't see because I've made a decision that I refuse to see the word of God. If my ears cannot hear because I've made a decision that I refuse to hear intentionally and intensively and obediently. My heart can never understand the Word of God if I've made those decisions. And by extension, it follows simple Bible logic that God cannot heal me in that situation. Praise the Lord. I think we read it. It was in our readings from last week. It might be the end of this chapter here, 13. Um, yeah, there it is. Last verse. I'm going to start reading with verse 53. This is still the offering message. When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country and he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. And when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get all this stuff, man? Where's, he, how, where's this dude get this stuff? We had somebody ask us that one time. And, and uh, we were teaching, you know, stuff like faith and healing and stuff like that. We had somebody come up to us on a Friday night and say, where do you guys get this stuff? <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple of websites here. Yeah, yeah, the Bible, yeah. But here's the thing. You know, you, you have, <clears throat> there's things in the Bible that you cannot get until you sit under the right ministry. There's, there, there's words in my mouth that you can only get from this ministry. I did not make that decision. I did not make that decision. God called me to this ministry. God has a, a, a peculiar word that, that has to come through me or it won't get in the earth. I mean, I, 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 wish, I wish there was another way. I wish everybody... No, I don't think I want everybody to be like just... I mean, and if I didn't do it, God would find somebody else. But there is a word that has to come through the, into the earth. So there's, there's things that I, you could read the Bible your whole life, and there's things you won't get until you sit under the right ministry. I love you, Lord. 
Where did he get this stuff? Where, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? When they scoffed, he's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mom, his brothers, James and Jojo and Simon and Judas. All his brothers, all his sisters, they live down the street here. Come on. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Are you following this? Yeah. Jesus told them, he said, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so, last word, last line here, so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. The King James, let's look at the King James. Can you go over to the King James in that verse, please? <clears throat> that's, a, that's really, we have the best computer people, the best media people in the whole, the best sound people, the best worship team in Colorado. There's no doubt about it. We got the best setup people. We got the best Sunday school teachers. Praise the Lord. We got the best. We are ready for increase. Amen. He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Now, Mark, in Mark chapter 6, verse 5, he's telling the same, it's the same story that Mark told from a slightly different perspective. you know why the Bible gives four accounts of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And, and some, you know, in higher education have tried to criticize the Bible because the stories are slightly different. If there was a wreck over here on 112th and Huron, and you're standing on one corner, you're on the other, you're on the other, and I'm on the other, do you think we would all have exactly the same story? The car was coming from the right to the left. You said, uh-uh, it was coming from the left to the right. Because you're standing on the other side of the street. Does that diminish the validity of your testimony any that mine is slightly different? Absolutely not. In fact, taken as a whole, it makes it even stronger. If Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were all exactly the same, you know what that would be? Plagiarism. Just copied each other. You wouldn't need four perspectives. And if you know anything about the four individuals that wrote it, they all came from different walks of life. They're going to have a different perspective. They speak different languages. They use different idioms. It, it makes the, 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 the Gospels rock solid. Mark said in chapter 6, verse 5, he said, He could there do no mighty works, and he marveled at their unbelief. Doesn't say he would not, said he could not. Why could he not do what he wanted to do, and he must have tried? I mean, if you could tell that there was a, even an element of failure, there must have been an attempt. I'm not saying Jesus failed. They failed to receive. He was there. I mean, the same, I mean, chain breaking. Destiny changing power of God was there. The same, you know, power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead was there in his hands. And they would not receive it. It's not that they, 
It's not that they couldn't make the connection somehow. It was too technical for them. They made a decision. I'm not going to hear that. I can't be seeing that. I don't get it. You don't want to get it. You got, you got to want this. You got to want this. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. Uh, J- Jeremiah said, when you search for me, seek for me with all of your heart, you'll find me. W- why would we expect uh, full results with half-hearted effort? Right. You know, only in religion do we, ex- do we have that kind of outlook. You know, you go to work and you show up about two hours late and you leave about two hours early and you leave your area a mess. Don't get none of your stuff done. Sass your boss. Right? You think you're going to come back tomorrow? <laughs> it's not happening. In the real world, you can't behave that way. What makes us think we can act this way in religion? All right, God, I'm expecting full results. I'm going to give you half-hearted effort. I'm going to give you about five minutes of my time here. See what you can do. Is it any wonder sometimes it's hard to hear from God with that kind of an attitude? All right. (laughs) Praise the Lord. None of this is in my notes today, but I am having the time of my life up here. Verse 16. Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Say, my eyes are blessed. My ears are blessed. I want this, Jesus. I want to hear this. I want to understand it. I want to understand kingdom principles. I've got to have this. I've got to have this. Blessed, he said, right? I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous uh, righteous men or people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. He's talking about B.C., right? Think about what King David would have, would have done with the material that Jesus gave out. Think, think about what, what you know, Daniel or Samuel could have done with the writings of Paul. Think about what Moses could have done with the Holy Ghost in him. Not just on him, but in him. You got to understand the difference between the Old and the New Testament. In the Old, in the Old Testament, they had the Holy, only the prophet and the priest and the king had the Holy Ghost. The, the people didn't have the Holy Ghost like you got, bud. You know, on the day of Pentecost, they, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and the Holy Ghost was loosed into the earth for anybody, whosoever will, let them drink the water of life freely. It's for anybody, it's for everybody. In the Old Testament, it was only the prophet and the priest and the king. And they did not have the Holy Ghost in them. Nobody was born again until Jesus was raised from the dead. You are a peculiar species in all all of the timeline of history from eternity past to eternity future. There will never be anybody like the church. A born again race of God men and women. And throughout eternity, when you walk the streets of gold, you'll be recognized. That'll make you want to serve him a little bit. You know, God, I'm your son. Whatever time I got left, I'm going to serve you.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So he's talking about seed. Verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Verse 20. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Sometimes that's just, you know, they, 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 they look okay. We've, we've known people. Man, they got, they got on fire in a big hurry, and they're in jail now. But it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Nothing wrong with starting on fire. That's good. That's good for you. But, you know, sometimes we have mistaken emotionalism for faith. You know, there's, there's times when, you know, you may not feel what you feel when you feel like you're feeling. And you think, I just don't feel like I was feeling when I felt all good and everything. Where's all those good feelings, Jesus? <laughs> we walk by Faith. feelings? We walk by faith, not by sight. And sight is idiomatic of the sense realm that, we, that our, our flesh lives in the sense realm. We're so impressed with everything we see and think and feel. And Braunschweiger. Right? Anybody know what Braunschweiger is? You know what that really is? I mean, liver sausage, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I come from a long line of German people, and they eat that kind of stuff. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's why you pray over your food. <laughs> what is that? That's Braunschweiger. We are going to eat this now. Really? <laughs> Can I have like a gallon of hot sauce, please? To okay. 20. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Yeah. They fall away as soon as they have problems or persecuted for believing God's word. And it's not if, it's when. It's not if you have a problem with somebody because you believe the word of God. It's when. It's coming. You might as well toughen up. You might as well just... Put your helmet on and say, bring it, devil. Come on, bring it. If it's a fight you want, it's a fight you're going to get. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Next, please. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. But the seed that fell on the good ground, on the good soil, represents those who truly hear. Are you getting this? Mm -hmm. It's not just, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I've been to church. I heard that. No, buddy. You got to hear this. Right. And that's why I, I go out of my way to make the podcasts available. And I'll just tell you, if you'll take this podcast and listen to it, Something will get inside you. Hmm? Something powerful, profound. It's, it's already inside you. You will awaken the power of God in your life. By hearing. Intentional hearing. 
truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 fold as much as they planted. 